told me not to sell work but forgot to give me advice of what to do when my pockets started to hurt she never said that because of my past it would be hard to find work and the only people that will value my time is the ones looking for perk while i was out here searching for a purpose the person searching for percocets always came around my friends who weren't old enough to be working yet they paid for prescriptions i tried to pay them no mind until i paid attention to the payment made from crime no benefits in this pavement but i could pay a light bill on time and see my mother's face as she saw me steadily decline into a world she never meant for me with no father to mentor me in the family business until i'm with family in the penitentiary you see mama told me not to sell work and said that mm, mama okay i fucked up so i'm done i think that if i drop it i can't keep going anymore but it was good for what it was well speaking of uh dropping it and keeping going i didn't hear any of it so uh <laughs> shouts out to the particle sons podcast episode 27 well, that's terrible. I hope Zoom heard it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it is. You was recording on your end. Uh, I just had to switch off from the crappy uh, family life I hear in the in the current household to my hotspot that is recording this Zoom call on my laptop. So in the midst of that, I lost your video, came back in at a T-shirt's Migos reference in your poem. And I was like, oh, he's doing a poem. Oh, that's a T-go. Uh, Tigo's Migos T-shirt reference. Is <laughs> he starting uh, the? He started the podcast. Is it? Mama told me not to sell work. Is that? Is that Migos? Who did you think? Where did you think you got it from? Is that Migos? I thought that was like a one-hit wonder, dude. Who? Trinidad I want to know who you James. thought it was. Oh no, that's all go to everything. You're talking about in my white tee, right? No, I'm talking about T-shirt. Oh, Mama told me work? not to sell work. Seventeen five, same color T-shirt, white. Oh. Mama told me not to sell work. Seventeen five, same color T-shirt. One of my favorite verses from uh, Takeoff is in there. He says, uh, "It's an, it's an, it's a crescendo." So I'm not going to deliver it as well as I should. But um, I, I lost. I can't do it right now because I'm I'm trying to be like monotoned at least. But he says, "Shit, I now welcome, have to look it up." Because welcome everybody to Particle Sons Podcast Episode Twenty Six. We are in here like swimwear. Um, this is another Zoom podcast. This is this is a podcast that uh, we have we back in the cloud. Yeah, it's all good. BB BB uh, and his wife uh, they went. They they're in Florida. Brandon's back in that Colombian hotel, about to do a a promiscuous deal of some sort. The uh, surprise, surprise! While recording a podcast, the internet's a little slow. Uh, pulling up T-shirt Migos lyrics, um, but it was it was it was this it was at this time that I was like, oh, these mo- these these guys ain't playing. Call casting. Do you remember call casting? No, call casting. It, call casting was the first single from Culture, that first album, and it was like one of those uh, World Star singles, where really? like only only came out like as the video on World Star. You know what I mean? Wow, I did not but like. Know. Yeah, the second the, the second uh, single to that album was Bad and Bougie, 
Um, but I don't know, but like t-shirt and, uh, was all the ones that came from that. But anyways, he says, he says something about mama, mama told me I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. This is, this is how it's going to start for me. Selling work with by me centuries said that society had a blueprint for me said a sale was meant for me, but I misunderstood. So I started to sell a symphony and push keys through the hood. Hmm. That's of course not a Migos bar. That is a Lance Newman. L Boomin. Right. My my rap name is L Boomin. E L. That's a good. That's a good rap name. Right. I think about my rap name. Rap, my rap name not a lot. What like is what it? it would be? What is it? Uh, unfiltered, like the one that I want it to be, but it can never be. That is uh, that nigga bear. Yeah, no, I can never be that. It should be him shot. <laughs> I'm him not. Shot. I, no, you can't just like pick a name that, that you like that I've that I've like adopted. It has to like speak to something. Like maybe like yeah, I don't know. Him Grizz, shed uh, doesn't like, speak to everything, Brandon Newman. That's a, that's way too deep of a cut, and we will get there eventually. I think we may have talked about it on this podcast. But speaking of that, T Grizzly's album did come out. I know. Um, and I listened to it today. And what I want to say is the flaw in Detroit rappers is we just be rapping. Like, it's like it's too much rap to be a great song at times, but it's now, still now, just such say, good rap. When you say rapping now, um, everybody, I want to give context. Rapping is rhythm and poetry. All right, rhythm and mm. poetry. And when Brandon says Detroit people rap too much, meaning that there is so much poetry with rhythm that you can't catch everything and it makes you like, okay, uh, this is not a song that's going to get stuck in my head because I'm not going to remember. Put up in them and hit him with the truck. Now he's feeling like Tonka. <laughs> it's a Detroit. Bro. It's such a Detroit bar. <laughs> He said, <laughs> he said something, is it, that's obviously a T. Grizzly bar. Or no, you make that up. I made that up, but but T. Okay. Grizzly would say something yeah. like it. Yeah, you do listen to enough T. Grizzly to, Hit you with to get, that's my thing. That's my issue with it though. Like It's like Big Sean and him, they have a song together on this new album. Big Sean and him, they are so good at like harmonizing when need be. Or when they want to, when they feel like it. Mm-hmm. But they're not good at weaving in and out of it. It's like once they go down the rap train, they're just on that high-speed train and they just can't back it up. Mm-hmm. They can't not spit. Okay, speaking I mean, of spitting. Eminem. Must, wait, wait, wait. Speak. Oh, that's Royce, a good point, Eminem. You know, Royce, yes. You know. Uh, uh, Big Shine in Paradise. I remember, The only reason I even started with this take is shout out to Donnie from the D. His girlfriend, Janae, Who's from Jacksonville? She told me she didn't like Big Sean because he'd be rapping over the music, mm-hmm. and I was like, and that messed me up. Like I like I I could not hear that for a while. Um, but anyways, this here's the here's the here's the here's the takeoff uh, bar. The end of his first verse in T-shirt. Uh, uh, bitches cross the border, nigga. Bitches from the tropics. Woo. I'm gonna get that bag, nigga. 
Ain't no doubt about it. Yep. And this is the good part. This is, the, this is my shit. I'm going to feed my family, nigga. Ain't no way around it. Ain't, ain't going to never let up, nigga. God said, show my talents. Young nigga with the Anna walking with the hammer. Talking country grandma, nigga. Straight out North Atlanta. No side. Boo. That little, that little, that little, uh, see, I I'm prefer, my family got shit. God, God said, show my talents. Boo. To bring it back, you say, you know, your friend said, you know, he raps over the music. And like, I'm not listening to rap for the music. I'm listening to rap for the rap. You know, for, for me personally, it is the poetry. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I enjoy having to think. I enjoy like stopping a song and be like, did this motherfucker just say, you know what I mean? Like, those are the things that really that I enjoy and the fact that Detroit because rap real good rappers literally you have to listen to the song over and over again just to get the bars that they're hiding in 100%. right Jay-Z um he's a big person that like I'll listen to his music again and be like dang I didn't even realize that was a bar like oh my god yeah you know, he's like, a Oh, he he said something about. Hold on, I don't want to get. He on said something. Okay, go go go. Because because there was a there was a um there was a meme that said it said um you know you dating the old nigga when all you listen to is Jay Z. He's <laughs> like, how many times can you listen to Ninety Nine Problems? <laughs> no bullshit. No bullshit. I had to go. I mean, I've I am currently still like going back and doing my education on why Jay Z is like. The greatest. Yeah, Does that make sense? About the last podcast. Not last podcast. There's no way. It was. You talked about um Charlemagne or not Charlemagne's uh Eric Michael Clark Dyson's book on oh, Jay Z. Yes. I well yes, I'm reading that book. That's part of the, my research. That's why I don't but, want to um, go down the rabbit hole. But keep but like, oh, yeah. keep, keep it going with like the bars, the poetry just, of rap versus the melody of rap. Because the melody I mean he is, said but he but he said he's he said something about how he spits poetry. He paints pictures with these words. And like at that point in time, I was like, oh my God, like that is exactly what rap is. That's what it's always has been. Always been. As they're rapping, I'm I'm visualizing what they're seeing. And the fact that Jay-Z just said it and like kind of like one off, I was like, oh, he's just got like he's just a poet and he's got bars on bars. And it's like yeah. it's deep entendres and things like that. But all um, rap is all rap is descriptions. Like I'll be telling, I do this in my workshops in my writing workshops. But like literally, all you have to do is write the descriptions to the the five senses. That's it. Like the five, like describe what each sense is experiencing, and you have a rap record. So, woke just woke up in my hotel. Sun coming through the blinds. Uh, got a bad bitch in my palms or booty in my palm with money on my mind smelling eggs getting cooked and now i'm tasting bacon getting motion set my feet want to see what's shaking you know what i mean okay okay i was with you and i followed you and i was like wow that's amazing just to break it down that way but the money on my mind part is a huge but like what sense is the this is the like, sixth sense cerebral I it's the sixth sense. So in my workshops, Brandon, I also tell people that I list six senses. So I'll have people write poetry about a certain time in their life. And I'm say there's six senses. There's intuition. People don't, people don't 
recognize that as a sense, but that is definitely your sixth sense, right? So that that mind, the thinking part, um, I said describe that too. So that's why, you know, the sixth senses. That's good. That's a lot of, uh, once you said that out and laid it out like that, Moneybag Yo does a lot of that in his yes. album. Gangsta's Paradise is really, really good. And he's from Memphis, which is kind of like a, you know, with Louisville, like us, like, you know, this. Brand, I was literally channeling Moneybag Yo. I was literally channeling. When I'm like thinking and like, I heard it. that, I said, this is like Young Dolph Moneybag Yo. This is one of their raps. Young Dolph. Woke up smelling Gucci and I'm wearing Gucci. Feeling on the coochie. Now I'm smelling like a coochie. This Dolph. I hate it. He speaks in direct sentences and it pisses me the fuck off. Cause it's one thing. Poetry is is saying plain saying something uh amazing saying something plain amazingly. And I respect rappers that say something plain amazingly. But there are rappers who just say direct statements. Direct statements. I just met a chick, she's from Columbia. Her mama say she's really proud of us some bullshit it's like you are telling me statements sir if you do not flower this shit up all right if you don't make a simile a metaphor brandon i challenge you go listen to young Dolph and count how many metaphors and similes he has and it will be zero that'll be I, the I, because uh because i am aware of that word count or that uh simile metaphor count i don't listen to the young Dolph. like i i, I straight i steer clear of those because um, I can get that same uh, bravado and uh, heaviness in the voice and listen to ESTG or uh, before ESTG, the one, the, the original Memphis hero, Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti is, I mean, before he started rapping about booty cheeks and DMs, he was yeah. like giving it up. Poetry teacher hat back on. The reason why we like those rappers is because they use illusion very well a not mm. i l l but a l l where you are relating something to something else so that's another thing going back to detroit rappers that i really it's so funny did you know estg was from detroit did you know that like he was originally from detroit like the 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 homie said it they said they said um because we were talking about jack harlow versus est uh rob and greg and i was like he was like yeah he's from detroit he's a detroit nigga I said, uh, I'm a Detroit nigga, but I claim Louisville. I'm from Louisville. Right. Like, you know, that don't, I don't, I don't. I said, but that's why I like him. I said, because they use illusion very well. They, so um, a Detroit dude, he said, uh, Cash Kid, one of my favorites. He said, Yes. I keep dying in my dreams, but I'm great when I stay woke. Bet you love dreaming. That's the only time you ain't broke. <laughs> there is a a cleverness there is that you love dreaming wow that's so good it's so good right there's an allusion to dreams there's an allusion to that sixth sense right and and then there's allusion to the physicality and you know that's saying something and the shade it's saying something plain you know you're you're broke you're a broke person but it's making it fantastic yeah um i'm gonna self-edit myself not in the actual podcast because i ain't got time for all that but i didn't say the n-word uh when i was rapping that t-shirts song earlier so bleep that out in your head when you uh, listen back to it um i was you said something that got me also oh estg i okay 
for everyone listening to podcast Prodigal Sons episode twenty seven. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Brandon Newman. It's my brother Lance Newman. It's episode twenty six. Um, how is that? Our last episode was twenty five. Oh, because you said that, and we and we put it out. Yeah, keep going with the was... introduction. Keep going with the introduction. Well, I can't now, um, but thank you, and I would love to. Uh, obviously we're catching up. We're talking uh, about uh, whatever we're talking about and you're listening to us. Lance, we've had a week. Um, I'm sure we'll recap some of it here on this podcast. That's what we like to do. But in that week, I was on uh, Brother from Another today. We did the comment sections. Uh, I was on for about 13 minutes. And to get myself ready for it, I was like getting set up and I was trying to get my, my mindset. And I heard that I saw the ESTG did a funk flex freestyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I was like, "Ooh, let me look at that. It's a little inspiration, like on some Louisville. Like, let me, like every time I put on, I put on for my city type, you know, feeling, right? Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. It was not good, and I was, and it almost in a reverse way gave me confidence in a way. I was like, oh. Here's an entity that I know is good, is very good at rapping. Like he almost doesn't miss on a track. Like he's very good. He's from my city. He's braggadocious about being from my city. He's braggadocious about being the best from his city when Jack Harlow is arguably how everyone knows him. Right. So like, that's what I love. And he, and he went on Funk Flex, big platform, New York, everyone. It's like a huge thing. He makes it seem like it's a huge thing. And he, you know, he went, yeah. I think he went five for he went five for six or five for seven uh from the field and mm, maybe even worse than that. Maybe like eight for seven no, in, the, in, 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 in fifteen minutes. The funk flex, the sway in the mornings, those uh networks are where rappers, like very good rappers, go to get like haters. Cause like my favorite rapper, Mick Jenkins, right? This man is amazing. But he had to rap on like Sway in the Morning and the beat that they provided. And if you ever listen to the music, like. Well, those, that's why it's called the Five Fingers of Death. The Five Fingers know, of Death are five it. very difficult beats. Sway's whole thing is a whole different thing than, than Funk Flexes, obviously. But I hear you. Yeah. And I, and I can see how Mick Jenkins didn't do well there. I don't know. I feel like EST intimately knows his beats. You know what I mean? Like the way he rides the beat, the way he kind of places Absolutely. his bars with the beat. I feel like he knows it and he spent like a week or two on with just that sound. And this probably, you know, he was given the beat a couple of days and was like, you know, good luck. Well, this is why I like, or this is why Tyler, the creators, uh, Funk's Flex Freestyle is my favorite because he like, do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever seen that one? Yeah, uh, I think I've seen snippets. But I'm thinking of Tyler Creator's style. He probably just didn't give a fuck about the beat. He was freestyling, and he was just like, and he made it uncomfortable for Funk Flex and said, like, he wanted to kiss him and stuff like that. And, like, it was just, like, so funny. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, he took the seriousness of the thing mm-hmm. and made fun of it on the thing mm-hmm. and was arguably one of the best versions of the thing. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like what you did with this the sway freestyle thing. So that's what ESTG is just like, man, if you would have just like but like what what gangster rapper I'm trying to think which gangster rapper went on there and like actually like bodied it. Maybe the the baby. But people are interested in this. Um Yeah, which part somebody somebody um um one of this artists that I'll be buying work from, she um she said she's starting a podcast and she said she'd been listening to our podcast and she or she was like she'd been stuck on like trying to come up with a topic and she's like, You and your brother don't never talk about anything. You know, she was like, We can just go with it. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> I was yep. like, We're I said we're an entertainment podcast. So we try to keep our topics um kind of centered around different entertainment issues. But yeah, for the most part it's just um our life and how we how we are navigating this world. Yeah, but life is good, man. It's um, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if the moon is in a Mercury retrograde bullshit, but like, um, I have been very out of body lately, and I think it's because I've been working on an art piece, which um, I'm very satisfied with how it came out. But like, um, I be getting, I be like waking up and going to sleep knowing that this art piece, like I'm trying to finish this. And because of that, the world just passes me by. And I forget to put people's trash cans back in in their garage. Yeah. You all, this weekend, this weekend, Brandon, um, because he's out of town, right? His house, uh, of course, needs tending to. Um, and he asked me to take the trash out. Um, paid me handsomely to take the trash out. Um, <laughs> but I did not take the trash back, which is important. Obviously, if you have to take your trash out, if you've ever taken trash out, you know that, you know, eventually you have to bring that trash can back in. Did you do it at dad's or did I do it at dad's? I think it was like, I feel like I did it a lot. I think it was like a. uh, He had like weird things where like if you. Like you took it down, but I thought it took it back. Yeah, shit yeah. Like that. Like I feel, I have a feeling. I have like a feeling yeah. of like. I once you asked that, I was like, I feel like I took an empty can back a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny because I don't, I don't remember taking empty cans back. I remember like full garbage loads that like spill over sometime, and I have to like put trash back in the trash can. See, my house is my trash can is just in the alley, and it just literally stays stationary. Only when, um, man, somebody's dumping. So that's another problem, y'all. People dump their trash in the West End or like just in the alleyways, right? So like, somebody has been dumping their red, their black trash bag with red drawstrings, um, in my trash can, and I think the truck, the trash people don't like it because they keep emptying the trash and putting it right behind my car so I can't pull out without moving my trash can. You know what I mean? So I don't know if like that's not... I don't understand how that is connected to the dumping. So trash, you're not supposed to put certain things in the trash can, right? So if it's like building material or like, you know, demolish the building, you're supposed to dispose of that in a different way. I think that people are disposing it in other people's trash cans throughout the West End. But what does that have to do with them this inconveniencing They're you? They're noticing that I'm 
throwing stuff that shouldn't be thrown away and having like an overflown trash can and then putting it behind my car to say, hey, I have an intimate relationship with the trash um, collectors in my neighborhood um, because my garage is open. Um, I have like a board with a message and there's snacks that are left. I think I talked about it in an earlier podcast where people were leaving like little gifts, little like Coke cans and um, granola bars and stuff like that, like just little snacks. Yes. And by earlier, you mean the last one? We have snack. We have a snack exchange um, going on. So, wait a minute. That that garage door is always open. Yeah, yeah, broke. So when you said my clothes that was stored there were stolen, it was just like somebody just walked in and grabbed it and kept it moving. Yep. I mean, I'm sure they weren't walking. They had to be like in a car. I was like, I want this suitcase of clothes because the wheel is broken and you just look foolish pulling that big ass. And that blue, that blue, that blue. uh, Such a good suitcase. suitcase. You could fit. You You know, it's funny, but you you know how we got that suitcase? clothes. What? That was a an old Carlos suitcase, Stop. and um, swear to God. And I was talking, I was, I was like Michelle had Carter the other day, and I was talking to her about some old stuff, and I was like, and I mentioned Carlos, and I said, "Oh, you would have loved Carlos." And I, like talking to Carter, <laughs> and Michelle's like, "I met Carlos. I know Carlos." <laughs> I was like, "I know you know Carlos." So real quick, uh, listeners, for your context, right? <laughs> Carlos is my mother's ex-husband. All right. Second, um, we're working Our on- Our ex-stepfather. Ex, what, Brandon's ex-stepfather. I never- How is he not? How, what do you mean? Brandon's ex-stepfather. Who's our ex-stepfather? I feel like you have to acknowledge him as a stepfather before he becomes a stepfather, or he's just automatically a stepfather. I think when, my, I think when the wedding happens is when the- I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be acknowledged- by you and it's acknowledged legally and by oh, God. It, okay. On paper, don't we? We, me and you both know on paper don't mean nothing, right? People can say, you know, this is the thing, and technically this is the thing, but I may be on the other side of you that because I, I understand what you're saying, but usually when it gets on paper, it's like that's when it becomes something. <laughs> you take it serious? Look, well, that's no. I'm saying that's when it becomes something. Brandon lives in a world of contracts and um, legal it's less than a, of it's less of, than an idea when it's when it's written. I down. come from a world of handshakes and remember you said. <laughs> <laughs> remember you said you was gonna take my trash back up in the. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember that. But no. Nah, anyways, so Carlos, so y'all, Carlos is my mother's ex-husband, Brandon's um, <sighs> ex-stepfather, and we. She did. She um, did him so dirty. Uh, whatever with the, the opinions of how people treat other people in relationships the oh no 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 i'm not talking brandon, about that i'm talking about how they how the inter- how the relationship ended all that aside what i'm saying is that we have this man's items many of this man's like random things um he was an avid collector of sports memorabilia of music of um vhs tapes with recordings of very important games um in society and in the divorce he left all that stuff and my mother who is not um sentimental it wasn't in the divorce but i, I okay and my mother That's who, who is not sentimental um left all those things to be moved with everything else in the house 
And I was the person to move all that stuff out of the house. So I had all his stuff at one point in time. But over the years, um, I mean, like I still have, it's just scattered around. It, it is now mixed into my life. And Carlos might as well be Lance Lowe's. I don't say, but I wouldn't take it that far. You could just like easily be like, it's my ex-stepfather's things. <laughs> like, that's, cause that's, cause that's what it is. And now that you mentioned his, his interest, he'd be great on this podcast. He would be very loud. <laughs> he knew all the music. He knew all the sports shit. Carlos that was, we talk about sports like that. Carlos was a little mean. He, he was mean. He was like, I could tell he like had a a temper, and like that's he was a man. That's a, and and that's be, before before he was a man when it, when people celebrated manliness like that. Now we try to check each other when like, hey, dude, you turn the testosterone down. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Times change. You know what I mean? It's it's uh, it's as simple as that. And you want one thing. One thing is acceptable in 2017. That's not acceptable in 2021. Plenty of things are. And you want the man, man, that is not acceptable in this time to come on a podcast. You try to get Uncle Monty on here? Yeah, but that's not like he's not loud. It's the, he's the, he's the man's man who is will say some stuff that probably have to cut out. I doubt it. I doubt it. It'd be a whole lot of laughing and saying and cussing and like probably real i mean we probably wouldn't even have been able to get like 10 minutes out of him before he what do you want what do you want to talk about today in this podcast i mean what can't we talk about matter of fact entertainment we're entertainment podcast y'all let's talk about brandon's favorite rapper and his affinity with making women leave their um relationships my favorite rapper who you talking about you hear about drake and um him flying a woman and her fiance or her husband um, out so that she could record. And she ended up leaving with Drake, leaving him stranded in LA or whatever city they were in. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear about this? (laughs) No, there's been a lot of Drake news that hit my, my radar. Honestly, in the last 24 hours, none of them re- involved him cuckolding. Yeah. So that's, so now the like popular conversation is like asking women, would you like leave your man for Drake? And asking men, you know. Would so you it, was a, it was an man? artist? It was an artist? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be another one of those scissors in 08s? <sighs> one of those uh, Georgia Smiths back in the dizzies? <clears throat> See, I mean, can I because I didn't have that specific thing uh, at the top of my mind, I can tell you the other Drake news. Well, hold on. Tell me uh, real quick. Tell me real quick. Okay. Okay. You you tell me the other Drake news and then I'm got the, well, no, no, no. We need to stay. Three, there's, there's just, there's just three, three quick Drake headlines. Well, hold on. We'll, we'll, we'll do the three. We'll have your Drake rundown real quick. Would you take Michelle back if she left you for Drake momentarily? It's so funny. Brandon. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't see it as a. I wouldn't see it as a leaving me for, if she was going to come back. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if it was, if she was, if she was definitely coming back, then, yeah, probably. 
if she was like not coming back, then it's not on me. She was, hey, you know, here I'm gonna pull a different line. She was never mine in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if you could if you could have her, my my dog Drake. Word on road, she was never mine in the first place. It mm-hmm. just took Drake for me to figure it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight oh, up. It's so funny because because Michelle's white, I, I feel like Usher is more appropriate. Oh, my God. You, you Usher Bucks? This is Usher Bucks? Usher, Usher. Uh, I literally no, only remember, know Usher you, to mess with black women. You remember? Um, oh, you're talking about Boondocks. Boondocks. There we go. Yes. Okay. But no, 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 no. Um, I wouldn't shout out Cedric Yarborough, who did the voice of him, Ruckus, Uncle Ruckus, um, and a bunch of the, the black, the black dude from Reno Nine One One. Yeah. Oh, Cedric what? Yarborough. He yeah, did he Tom, did Uncle Ruckus, and somebody else in that series. And then, oh, he did half of Black Dot, da- the animated series Black Dynamite. He did a bunch of those characters. But yeah, shout out him. Okay. I interviewed him on the radio and I was like, hey, I, by the way, I interviewed him on the radio and I was only trying to ask about Tom. And then he brought up Uncle Ruckus and my face, I was went blank. I was like, oh my God, this mother, he's Uncle Ruckus too. But he was saying, he was saying how voice acting is like the gig to get. Obviously we all know it. Like, mm. but he was like, like he couldn't like stress it more. I just put he said it's, a, it's like worth getting famous for a little bit of time just so you can start doing voice acting on the back end of it. I literally just did a voice acting audition today. Like just sent one in. How'd it go? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's me recording it. So it's like. How do you feel like, about it? I probably didn't put my all into it. So who cares? We'll see. I'm sure you'll get that back. <laughs> <laughs> the Drake headlines are his scented candles are coming out uh, very soon, and he is ordering people to play an obscure re- reggae album um, while lighting them. Uh, so that's one Drake headline. Another Drake headline is uh, I saw his son, he was in his mansion whatever that he always said he was going to live in he had adonis his son and they were watching uh clipper or they were watching the cavaliers beat the raptors in eastern conference finals games and his son was like like going nuts over things lebron was able to do at the end of those games and uh the third headline (laughs) the third headline is Oh, this is actually more collaborative than that. Um, the game, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Shade Room posted about it. The game posted his top best rappers alive. Uh, yeah, top best rappers alive, top 10. And he said, oh, by the way, I'll go bar for bar with any of these people on the list. So this is not included himself. This is at the, from top to bottom. Jay-Z, number one, two Nas, three Lil Wayne, four Eminem, five Kendrick, six Snoop Dogg, seven Drake, eight Andre 3000, nine J. Cole, and ten Lil Baby. Mm. Coming from game, you got to respect that. 
I can't believe Drake is coming out with Cinder Candles. Is somebody in his camp just saying like, "Hey, Drake, you a uh, like like they're just sucking, they're like literally sucking dry." There are people at a table, and they're like, "What would Drake come out with? Like, what people listen to Drake?" Uh, shit, I think the people, candle people, like candle people, definitely listen to Drake. It's like you are right. Could you imagine a Drake scented candle? Oh, I would love it. It probably smelled like his fucking whatever. Something. Yeah. Okay. I'm here for it. New pair of his shoes. If you had a smell, Brandon, what would your, if you had like a a scented candle, what would the scented candle be? It'd be a, a, mute, a muted lavender with um, hints of something full bodied that hits the back of the nostrils, but only after. Like not strong, um, like a warm muted lavender, like like a, a lavender vanilla mix um, with a. I'm trying to think what musk of mine could be in there to like kind of give my essence, uh, sweat off my forehead mixed in, like just like a clean sweat though, like not mm-hmm. like a dirty sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like fresh out the shower, then you run, play basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. You, I like that. Mom, I think mine would be like, <clears throat> like chicken pot pie and cigar smoke. Oh, cigar is actually a really, really nice scented candle feature. Right. Um, yeah, like all the t- cedar wood mm-hmm. is a really good. Um, the chicken pot pie, though. I like that. I mean, I'm the the flavored food flavored candles are tend to lean on the strong side mm. um mm. but uh i mean i can understand their lore <clears throat> that's so terrible we, we've come to a time where people are buying candles that smell like food instead of cooking food to have their house smelling like that food mm-hmm. i mean candles always kind of had i remember the big ones they had like blueberry or like like the big ass pies on the outside you Speak, know what i mean speaking of berries um I got a. I was hankering for a strawberry shake, milkshake, for some strange reason. So I went to Chick Fil A, and um, the Chick Fil A worker was talking shit about McDonald's machines not working. <laughs> yeah, she, she gave me she was like milk. You got a strawberry milkshake, and motherfucker was nice too. It had the, the whipped cream was like high at the top. Um, she was like, yeah. She's like, uh, some. At least you don't get that bullshit. About, she didn't say bullshit. At least you don't get that stuff about a machine being broke. We always have those nice. Like, do they pay them to advertise in person? You know what I'm Honestly, saying? Honestly, that's the first time I've heard of a Chick-fil-A employee slandering any other establishment. I feel like that person needs to be fired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not on brand with Chick-fil-A. Michelle or I don't know why. Michelle, our standards, our company's standards. Standard white girl name. Number one. Right, I know. Sorry. But number one um, says, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. All right? And that's not how we love our neighbor. Okay? We can't be slandering other restaurants. We're we're all in it together to feed America. I'm telling you, Chick-fil-A workers, like, I'd be, when I was in L.A., I would pull up Chick-fil-A and I would, like, try to, like, it'd be a brother. Uh, you know, just like black dude, and I just be like trying to, hey, bro, you good? What time are you getting off? Type stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Straight laced, like get out. 
<laughs> be like Lakeith Stanfield and get out. Like, thank you. I am fine. How many sauces would you like? I'm like, hey, bro, you good? Everything okay in here? Stop if you, are you sure you are you sure you want? Are you sure you want six cookies? If you get five, they come individually wrapped. The six cookies come in a, in a bundle and they aren't made fresh. Like, yeah, man, give me five then. I don't know. Don't make me break character. No, no. It's like you want six. You want six cookies? No, 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 Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy. Oh, this is a great day. Thank you for thank you for coming. How many sauces would you like? Yeah, it's it's not good. Oh, that's so funny. The robots. I think that, uh, the black women though at Chick-fil-A are I feel like they're always out of character. Like they, Honestly, they're, they're always real. Yeah, they're always consistently. real. Consistently. Always consistently. Like, I can I say that because um they they often don't let me get out of there without giving me a specific eye of criticism for Michelle's whiteness. So power to the sisters. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking about stand up around that concept because I was at a party one time and I was like vibing with some black chick and we were just talking. Uh, it's in LA. And then I told her that I was talking, I was, obviously we was always talking about my girlfriend and I mentioned that she was white and then she said, I figured. And I was like. Yeah, it was judgment as fuck. I was like, okay. All right. All right. We go. I was like, was it? The, and that's what I was talking about doing a stand up around. I was like, is it the, was it the blonde beard in my hair? Was it my addiction? Was it? The, and then like, I'm trying, I got to find something like a big, like. A big, <laughs> a big oh reveal. God. Oh my god! I mean, it's a big taboo. It's a big taboo within the. Yes, I t- I told Michelle the other day. I was like, I was like, you know, as soon as people see us together, like black people see us, they try to take my black card, right? Like immediately. Yeah. And she was like, "Really?" I was like, "You fucking kidding me?" Yes. Look at you. Yeah. And if it was more homogenous within white people, right? Like, like white society has the ability to have. Um, personalities right like you you can you can be yourself you can date who you want to date there's only certain sections that would take your white card and be like you know oh she's an inward lover and me and brandon can tell you about our experience with that but like that's that part of society right uh, you can be in another white part of society that loves that and you know is she gets extra points oh you are progressive you're that is awesome wow black people get demoted for this it. is crazy I think this is a, that's, that is a cute, or that's, that's all theory. I think at the end of the day, we're all tribal and we try to, we identify with the people that are us-ish and we, at the end of the day, we think that they are us-ish at the end of the day. So it's like, there's, does that make sense? Yeah. Like sure. the, yeah. The reason why everything's so fucked up for us is because they've been tribal. And we don't look like him. Mm. Mm. Like how it's like how they'll, yeah, you know, you know, we're we innately want to like defend. 
a black male and then you find out whatever's going on. He's like, yeah, but, you know, they always got their yeah, buts, but there's a lot more of them. And all their yeah, buts added up equals racism systematically. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What did you talk about on this podcast? Because I could get into, because it's really a preference thing, right? Like I could get into folk that like, you know, I want to have black children, you know what I mean? And like folk that like, um, well, you know, it's whatever, man. You know, I, a vagina doesn't have a color. It's all pink, you know, like, or whatever. Like, souls don't have a hearts don't have a color. That's who I fell in love with. You know, it's like, um, we could get into all that. But, you know, do what you want to do, man. Uh, I really don't. Um, because I am so what some would call militant and um, black liberationist theory, right? Um I even without your mustache, even without my mustache, more so without my mustache, because now I really Mm. have to defend it. Like, oh, you try against other against other black men. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of shave your trust away. But like you, I don't have a mustache, by the way, y'all. I was the audition. I had an uh, in person audition. I was like lining my face up, and I just went too low on the mustache, and I was like. You, if you're a man and you shave regularly, you know that like once you make a mistake, it's 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 a wrap. Like go ahead and take out the rest. Brandon had a mohawk earlier. If you are following Black Brandon ninety nine on social media, um, he asked Instagram if he should keep his black mohawk, and I'm assuming Instagram told him no because he um his fro mohawk. No, 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 no. It was. The question was all for content. I had it cut off as I posted it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just which like, y'all, which like, y'all figured. Yeah, like like y'all got an option and what I'm doing with my hair. I actually wanted to keep it. Michelle's like, you got to know. Actually, um, no, I think, yeah, I just caught myself in the mirror and I was like, yeah, no, it's not going to happen. But like speaking of that, like, because Brandon would automatically, if he kept his, mo- his frohawk, he would get jokes, right? It's not 2009 and... Um, it's not i'm not on a high school football team you know mr t jokes all that like um, oh yeah mr. maybe t. even some like more recent jokes but like the uh, that brings me to the art of joking right and the art of joking being one of those things that you have to kind of get good at within a public school um uh, especially if you have like black friends or friends of uh other backgrounds i want to say black i feel like i mean mexican people probably you know latino x they probably joke on each other too everybody every race jokes on each other but we don't understand it though because we don't speak spanish but for black people it's like it's like very um i don't know it's this weird pissing territory like rite of passage thing it's no i think it's um it's oddly one of the few ways that one can elevate themselves while also showing love in a particular way. Yeah, yeah. Like for black people, it's like very much like a, uh, like even on on the show today when I came on Brother from Another, I made a joke that was like, but I came on with a with a Lakers jersey, and Michael Smith was like. Oh, you come on with tank that? I was about to say you got to dress up for us, like, uh, 
you come in like too relaxed or whatever. And I said, I was going to be on here anyway. And I was saying like the zoom stream was going to like pick up and I was, you, I mean, like you couldn't have done anything about my attire at, at this point in time. And he took it. Like, he was like, uh, okay. You try to be too comfortable. It's like, you don't have to be on here. Like it's not, it's not a, it's not mandatory that you, uh, join us right now. I was like, and he's like, but he said, but I like your confidence. Confidence is sexy. I was like, I'm just like, you know, like I'm in this, I'm, I'm here right now. So anyways, it's, that's probably a terrible example. But, uh, the example is like the, it's. Yeah, that wasn't a terrible example. That was kind of scary. You almost lost your job because you was wearing a jersey. Nah, and... Come on now. I know, but I'm, I know, I'm saying I know. like, it's like, it's that the thing is like, yeah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to. I showed love by taking it too far and making that type of joke in that setting. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, I feel like it's it's that and it's also I mean, but it's also insecurity. It's also like those like things that we project on other people. You see somebody dressed nice, you instantly start joking on their nice dress because you can't dress nice, right? right? So like <laughs> it's one of those um <clears throat> like the funniest It's a little bit both. The funniest person always well in high school that's how i navigated it like that's how i like became okay with being joked on like oh this person is just insecure or this person is just you know well actually i'm i actually been uh greg tweeted that you guys have been talking greg is greg harlan we've talked about him on this podcast we actually joked about him on this podcast um but he does not joke and i was and i was interested in those type of people because i really do love the like the black people who opt out of this part of the culture mm-hmm. of blackness you know what i mean mm-hmm. as i've opted out of uh dating within our race i i appreciate other black people opting out of certain things that seem to be right. like right. <laughs> staples right, right. right. <laughs> so <laughs> greg <laughs> greg in that regard and then um a homie of mine daniel smith who is skylar diggins husband um and our scholar diggins his wife and he's from south bend and she's like obviously like of entity famous attractive uh and gets a lot of attention for those things and he does not play and like didn't play when he was dating in college about stuff like so like even when like little wayne like when she first popped up on the scene little wayne and chris brown and all these people was tweeting at her and wearing her jerseys and at shows and stuff like that and we was like joking with him in the locker room and he does not joke. And he's a light-skinned brother that don't joke. So when you see a light-skinned brother looking you in your eyes and tell you, hey, no, enough, you're just like, oh, my bad. Yeah. And you just say, like take the jokes to everybody else. That, that, that is literally a, a cautionary tale. All right, y'all? The person that says, hey, I don't joke, like, listen to that person and don't <laughs> don't joke on them. Yeah, they know. I saw I saw a video on World Star where a kid, it was like a high school football team or something, and he was like, I don't joke, bro. Leave it alone. And the it was a light skinned dude and he just kept going. He said, Oh, you want you you wanna keep going? And he walked up to him, bro, and gave him a three piece from the gods. And then like the dude ate the three piece, right? But he was just shook. He was like, Oh, I've never been confronted by somebody who doesn't joke like right this is a new experience to me and i never got hands for my joke and because he was so in shock the dude thought he was like thinking of another joke <laughs> so he 
started beating on him some more. I was like, he started hitting him some more. I was like, hey, dog. That is hilarious. Take people's back. Serious, man. Anecdote for anecdote. Uh, One time uh, at Notre Dame, freshman year, a bunch of defense linemen were over Jimmy Clausen's house uh, and in his basement. He's a quarterback in Notre Dame, rich family. uh, Rich family. But, you know, he went to the same high school as the Will Smith's kids did. He he's white, and the wealth gap applies to him. Keep going. Well, no, I mean he's specifically like Californian, like like Sunshine you know what I'm saying. Remember the Titans. Go. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm saying like he he has a house. He had a house in South Bend, in South Bend that his parents bought. But anyways, we're all hanging out, and a Mecca, black dude, uh, African, first generation Nigerian. Um, shout out to King Mech. Uh, he does not joke. Uh, Dreadhead, uh, Opalaka. Um, and Jimmy got comfortable and was like throwing jokes. And Mech was like, hey, don't, don't say shit again. And Jimmy says shit again. And in his house, in his basement, Mech walked over, punched Jimmy in his face, and then went back to sit back down on his couch. Uh, Jimmy cried and was upset, kicked everybody out. And uh, the next day, his parents flew in from California and they had a meeting with, with Coach Weiss our, uh, as a group. And uh, they wanted something done to Mech. And, <laughs> and they were just like, oh, we, can't have, we can't do nothing with this. Like, your son got to watch his mouth. <laughs> Not really that, but like, yeah. So that's a, another good Hey, you all. That is amazing, and I'm going to bring it to an antidote that we all can be familiar um, with. Like, don't, like, check yourself before you wreck yourself, all right? Like, mm. um, there's there are things in life um, that you will do that will get you punched in the face. And I feel like there's a lot of people who have, who have never been punched in the face. There are people who I interact with regularly, and I could just, that's literally how I describe them. Like, in my head, I'm like, okay. This is somebody who's never been punched in the face before. Because obviously they're talking to me like... Um, right. Have you been punched in the face before? Well, let me... Well, let me... Let me. Yes, but also let me say... Let me just interject to say that you say that never been punched in the face before. I think of never have had a physical unprov- or unwanted reaction to one of their actions. Does that make okay. sense? Gotcha. Like, so have they've I been never, punched in the face? They've never seen any consequences for their actions. Right. Have I been punched in the face? No. I mean, yes, but not like in a like surprise that I didn't know it was coming way. Have I been surprisingly pushed into the bathtub and got my head busted because I thought a joke didn't land? Like a joke didn't land? Yes. So like there's been instances of me just like realizing that like, oh, we can't. Yeah, we talked about yeah, this. Jokes have, have consequences. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think you knew that the joke didn't land. If anybody ever <laughs> in history was told that their joke didn't land, <laughs> you <laughs> definitely found that. So, but yes, no. There, there is a, yeah. there is a, there is a line that people can't cross. Um, I've been punched in the face before. Um, I've never been punched in the face before because of like something I said. Um. But I don't say. Oh, we got. I mean, he got testy on the on the show this week. Uh, we everybody was like kind of chilling, and 
one of the hosts, Michael Holly, jokingly joked Michael Smith and basically compared him to Tim Scott, the black Republican yeah. senator who said, uh, and let me just say, Michael Smith was not happy about that, and it made it known, and it was a, it was a reset moment for everyone. It was like, okay, there's lines that can't be crossed, and uh, so I was like, whew. Like it is so it was so funny because the the joke only happened because it was people was getting too familiar. It was y'all, like it was like y'all. it was too comfortable. Be that person, y'all, y'all. I would say like my best advice is be that person that that hits the reset, that like checks everybody in the room and just stops everybody real quick because people respect you for it. All right, I've been in rooms where like somebody said somebody once said you know, um, um. There's there's another Lance Newman. Like they're talking to a room full of artists, and they're like, "There's another Lance Newman." I was, hey, what? Watch your mouth. Are you serious right now? Like, don't I understand you trying to motivate and trying to da 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 da? But I am me. There is no other me. So don't 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 uh don't try to. I don't know. Don't try to use that. Like, I don't know. I... That, that felt somebody, like a, oh no 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 let me say this oh because because they were saying everybody in the room they were saying that to everybody in the room but i checked them and so somebody came later and was like hey man i really appreciate that because like you know they was getting out of pocket with it they was i understand what they was trying to do but they was, was like exactly i was on a meeting today where the chick was like i'm trying to do this and this and this and this and i just want you to i just want y'all to do this and i was like okay but if y'all want us to do this, then we need to have a conversation about this. And the dude, the other person that was on the meeting called me was like, Hey man, thank you so much for bringing that up. Cause like she's tripping if she wants us to do that and she's not doing this. So exactly. Cause guess what? If it don't get said, it's going to get done and everybody going to get a chance to feel the brunt of like, it's like, damn, somebody should have said no a long time ago. Oh my God. Like you have to assassinate Hitler as a baby. There's no, there's no like, you know, metaphorically speaking, like like kill the conversation before it kills a whole bunch of people. <laughs> I'm, I am with you. Courage. Have the courage. Have the courage. I had. Like, the, you know, I'm with you, but uh, my mind went dark because I believe there was some uh, there was a shooting incident that I ignored uh, in Louisville. No, there was, a, the was another. It was a public. It was a. It was a public. It was a. It was like a child shooting. Hmm. Yeah, but anyway, uh, recently just went through the derby. We had the derby. <laughs> it's like I'm not talking about that. People, uh, no, you can talk about it because uh, I don't. No, know I, don't I don't know anything about it. I yeah, no, I don't. It. I don't want to talk about this. Um, is somebody close to people? Um, I was talking to somebody who's. So somebody, Wait, uh, somebody did Harlow, somebody pass somebody pass? Jack Harlow was having an after party at the Vibes here in Louisville. Um, there was an altercation and a woman was shot allegedly by Jack Harlow's DJ. So the city is split between people who blame Jack Harlow. There are people who blame uh, the DJ. There are people who blame the victim wow. who was shot. So there's a lot of mixed tension, and um, I don't even want to touch on it. But R.I.P. Cash, I did not know you. Um, I know many people who did know you, and they speak highly of you. So I'm sorry that you 
Um, I'm sorry that you passed. Uh, but this shooting that you're talking about, uh, um, what what was that? I said I didn't know anything about it, and well, man, there's, I, there's I, I li- quite literally don't. There's terrible that like um, type of headline stuff is like once you <clears throat> it's at, in this generation, obviously we can read a headline and then regurgitate it as if it was a fact. Like, did you see this? Right. But um, for me. And now I'm looking at headlines and like actively avoiding the topic until it's like forced in my face, mm. which I imagine is not good as well. But um, hey, I don't know who listens to this podcast, and you know, no shade, but the poet in the city that be showing up to the shows with the leather vest, bro, you are hilarious to me. I mean, you're a good poet, but take that leather vest off, bro. Like that seems like a nice staple. You think it's like a cool style? I mean, he wears it. There, there's nobody else in the city that wears a leather vest. So, um, when you see that, you know that it's that poet. So, um, like you know, uh, anime characters or cartoon characters, people have characters that they dress up with. Mother's Day is coming up, man. I don't have any plans. Latoya was mad um, that I didn't plan anything for Mother's Day, but I, I I'm not a big um holiday guy i used to be i feel like but like now in my adulthood i just feel like it's unnecessary stress like how you say you used to be like when i was younger and teenager i feel like i did a lot for people's birthdays and planned mother's days and you know put a lot of effort into just holidays in general but now it's like like fourth of july all this stuff i feel like i was like with the shits but now I just feel like it's unnecessary stress. Fourth like, of July. Do do? <clears throat> I think there's a difference between Fourth of July and Mother's Day. No, I think there's yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I think there's the difference between holidays and then like days that are meant for like appreciation days for individuals, entities. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Like like Mother's Day isn't the same as Christmas. And Valentine's Day isn't the same as Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween isn't the same as someone's birthday. Yeah. There's there's holidays that are specific to certain people and then there's a holidays that are specific to or that are just general and that they reach anybody who falls under that category. Right? Christmas. It's like a, it's an appreciation, Christian, you know. But like hot It's like it's like it's like this like saying uh, it's like saying, or it's like someone saying, "Oh, I'll plan something." I'm, I'm really not good at. It's like, oh, I just realized it was Black History Month this whole month. I'm really not good oh, at holidays. That's hilarious. <laughs> Damn. Damn. When you put it that way, I'm a jerk. I was about to say, I was good. I didn't want to. I didn't want to call you a jerk, but I was going to say, you're you like you like being selfish enough that like trying to plan a day to make someone else feel special does feel like a big it seems like a hassle in your mind i imagine all right you call it selfish selfless there's all types of self stuff i just have a level of give a fuck that if it's crossed you know <clears throat> it's just stressful uh, I, I don't enjoy it and i need time to like prepare for these things i didn't even know mother's day was coming up 
I, kn- I mean, I knew it was coming up because I actually am booked for a Mother's Day show. So I definitely knew it was coming up. But um, see, that's the that's the type, that's the thing. That's like not good. You know what I mean? Because like you did, like it's you know you see how like you see how the selfishness <laughs> came but storming back in. <laughs> like you do, you you do was because you you booked a show to go perform and versus celebrate the mother of your children. Every day is a celebration. Especially when you're microdosing. Yeah. 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 So just, yeah, just, try, I guess I, it, it's, um, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I, I'm not going to tell you to try I'm to make such a terrible uh, Latoya. Person. It's not. Well, I mean, now I got not, to think about it. And now it's going to be like a thing. Now I have to. Like, well, I, I guess I'm more interested in why you don't it. think about it. Because I know why I don't. And it's the same reasons I'm complaining, I'm blaming you for. But that's like the reason why I do things more last second versus the reason why I don't do, do them at all. You know what I mean? I, I prefer spontaneous. I prefer to feel the appreciation. Like I want to. You know, but that, use the same analogy. You know, February, you know, when it's coming every year, it's like after July, January 31st, February comes. And yeah, it's but that's what, I'm saying. that's what I'm saying. Like maybe Valentine's Day came uh, January 13th or maybe it came in March the 4th. But like I, I want to. I'm not talking about Valentine's Day. I was talking about. Black History Month. I was saying, like, month, like. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's even. I should be appreciative throughout the year, and there shouldn't be importance placed on this one day. Like, like, like I feel. Why like, not? Because I feel. I mean, like, like I, it, every every day is a celebration, and every day is a is a year. But that doesn't. I mean, that black it, people should be celebrated all year round. Right. In the same analogy, but. Right. The appreciation Black History Month is when PBS posts something every day. I'm saying the year, sh- the, the the appreciation should be year round, and I should like daily show my appreciation of her motherhood instead of like having the one day and the stress be put on that day. But I think the lack of importance on the specific day would be an illumination of how you don't do the other thing on a daily. I mean, if I do the things on the daily, then the one day doesn't even matter anymore. So, like, if people it does, Latoya's mad. Yeah, but that's but that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been giving her Black History all year. Like, if she if she if she really took the time to sit down and like kind of pinpoint the little moments that you know I show my appreciation or the sweet words that are said and all this other stuff, like. She would, you know, see that like I'm always appreciative, and it's not the just because it's the day doesn't mean that, you know, like I'm always I'm always saying Black History facts, Black History Month. I don't go heavier. People, there's everybody, Black people, white people, everybody goes heavy on Black History facts during February. I give Black History facts throughout the entire year, and when February comes. It's the same frequency. It's like you know, it's not. It's not like 
you know, it's it's, it's just not really. But Mother's Day is one day. I'm and I'm saying it could be every day. Like it, it needs to be. Uh, I want to spend my energy making every day, like being like showing her appreciation every day in some way. I mean, it just sounds like flowery cop out words, though, because it's like not because it, it's not it's not tied. Like you're saying it should be a way that you like it instead of the way that it is. And I get, you don't I don't I don't I, I'm not a way that it is guy. I don't I don't I literally my entire life has been like against the status quo. I know. But it, when it, I guess I and I'm with you because like my I'm like. I'm that type of rebel as well. But when you can't let your stances like hurt, hurt people you care about's feelings or like make people you care about feel away because it's just like, Oh, this is how, this is how Lance does it. This is how Brandon sees it. Like I've had to switch Michelle's up because <clears throat> she started to like not care about her birthday as much because I have like animosity towards my birthday because it's the it's like the Valentine's Day combo thing, and it's always like you know celebrating one over the other. Mm-hmm. But like it's like no, it's your birth. Like like I don't want you to I don't want you to feel away because like I feel away. So I had to switch up the whole energy around the whole thing. It's like, um, it, I mean, there is that one day and that one day is supposed to be special because it's that one day. Like it doesn't change the fact that that you should be a good husband or a good partner. We need to change every, huh? I said, we need to change that. I was, um, talking to, why why do you think, why do you think you need to change it? Because a practice of making every day an appreciatory day. Lance, that's not realistic. Again, I mean, every day is, every day is appreciated. I, I pray every day. And I think, God every day for the day, but I'm saying that doesn't make that doesn't mean that I'm not especially happy on my birthday. If y'all y'all are killing me, man, you shoulders, Greg, I got into an argument with them. I posted on Twitter a little bit, but they were like, like they couldn't imagine a world without police. So I'm trying to like talk to them about without a what police. Like I like we were having a conversation on social justice and what does a world look like opposite of mass incarceration of this uh, disparities in policing you, you know with respect to like um demographic right like so i'm going in and i say we need to defund the police because rob is like how how will we change it like how will we change it and i would say first we start by defund the police he was like shut up i'm not listening to no more that's unrealistic that's unrealistic that won't that will never happen that's not how things are and i'm like are y'all serious? Like y'all act like people didn't imagine the building we're sitting in. People didn't imagine the tree placement or the way our city is laid out. Y'all saying all this stuff is impossible, but all y'all have to do is believe in it. And then it will be true. Like I'm not here for the, there's no way that could happen. You know, mentality. I'm just not, I just can't. I mean, that's, that's one thing for defunding police, but when it comes to like, a specific day to make the person that makes your life easier at the happiest during that specific day. Cause everyone in the world or in the, in the American world in this, the civilized social media world is celebrating their mother's 
you know what I'm saying? Like you see yeah, the difference. The it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, you're not like trying to, you're not trying to improve society the way defunding the police would be. You're trying to yes, get out of, you're trying to get I'm out not. of remembering a day and planning and making it special for yeah, no, I'm Latoya. Not. I'm not. That's, that's like looking at it micro. I'm literally trying to change. It's still but like, what's the, what's the genesis? Like the, the, you saying that you want to, this is becoming really bad for the podcast, uh, but I'm you saying that you want to change it because it's normal doesn't it doesn't sound like like I don't see the what validity or like what. No, I didn't say because it's normal. I said because we should be tr- we should be showing appreciation to our mothers every single day. Yeah, we do that too. But then there's a special day for them. Like yeah, you no, show appreciation should, to your no one huh? or the other. Like it, it's, it should be it's unnecessary. It's a, it's a marketing ploy, right? It's a, it's a, it's a um, holidays are all these like invented things so that the ruling. We just went over this, Lance. It's not, it's not the same thing as Christmas isn't Mother's Day. Christmas isn't Father's, like it's an appreciation for the thing. I'm telling you all holidays are manufactured. I understand that, but this is a manufactured world that we live in. It doesn't have to be if we don't believe in it. Like if you don't participate in it, then it no longer it, it ceases to be within your reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because which makes it, Latoya mad? Because it's a part which of which which changes which affects your reality, your actual reality. How does it? People are mad at you all the time. Does it change your reality? I, I guess if you live in your world and you don't care, I mean, it's not people being. It's not, I'm not saying your person. Care. Like, don't, it's your don't person being as, mad. Don't take me as apathetic. Like, it's not a. It's not like I don't appreciate. It's uh, it's a it's a, it's a concept. It's a bigger thing. It's a philosophy. It's like, a bigger idea of how we as a society should function. In that, single days shouldn't be, special while. You know, the great. You had an art gallery on your birthday. The great, the the idea of the day should be special, and I'm not talking about birthdays. I would say birthdays is the only one, which are really New Year's. But I would say those are the only ones that we should really like be celebrating. Otherwise, like. That's why I guess yeah I'm I'm sorry that we even got down this world because we should end this soon, but this uh, the concept of. I'm all for you trying to better society. It can't just be because it'll make it easier for Lance. You're saying that. I'm not saying that. You pretty much laid it out because everyone else is is nowhere in my conversation was I talking about it's better for me. I never said I said my whole conversation has been about weed. My whole conversation has been about society. My whole conversation has been about the group. But how does it better? I'm saying like you're trying to push this. I can't. I'm. I mean, honestly, I don't think we should post this entire podcast. But um, the concept of you, you're pushing your rhetoric about the everyday society, which everyone already adopts. I don't say everyone already adopts. A lot of people already adopt. That doesn't take away the significance of making someone feel special on a day where it's significant for those people to feel special on. 
the like, the wear clothes peer pressure. So like everybody's wearing clothes, and you, I know you don't want to wear clothes. I know you think society's brainwashed, but if you want to like function in society, you need to wear clothes. But that's, but that that's a perfect example of how like if I was to believe your everyday thing, then there was a, t- a totality around that that type of concept where I think you pick and choose where it's more convenient for you. You'd like to wear clothes. You like to wear spread love merch. You like to wear things like that and sell that merch for other people to put clothes on their backs. But Mother's Day is, is too commercial. Mm-hmm. I just try to lay out why I don't believe you. Because you're really good with your words, and you can ex- you can ex- explain like why you're coming from a point, but like you could just try harder too and make it you know easier. Like I I do too. I need to try harder too. Latoya gave me a, a massage place to look up, and I found out that it's booked four months in advance. Mm-mm-mm-mm. It's booked out. I try to get it from Michelle like the on her like the weekend of her birthday. I called on a Monday. Her birthday was whatever like yeah i can't remember what day it was but it wasn't oh saturday birthday was saturday and it was booked up until september the place where where latoya got her massage Mm -hmm. and i was like damn like brandon you need to do better it's it's a more popular place than that if you wanted to get a massage you should have called months in advance you can't just try to do something on the last second and be like hey let's do this i planned it no you didn't and that's why you didn't. That's why Michelle didn't get a massage. Mm. I dropped the ball. You just gotta own it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not everyone else's fault when you fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, I play basketball uh, each week, right? And the people I play with really don't like me, and. It's getting to the point where I'm like, because I'm not a competitive person. Like, I'm not. Um, I yeah. disagree. Why? Uh, I get, Here's an example. Ball goes out of bounds. You're in the midst of the argument of who it bounced off of. Yeah. That's not competitive, is it? I would say that I would. I, I don't. I'm never in that conversation. Competitive is like being upset that you win or lose. Like like having winning or losing affect your mood. That's what I always uh, like define competitiveness. Well, but if you're in that argument for whose possession it is, you're not in that I'm argument to compete. Why well, I'm saying I would think you were in the argument because you were you cared about the outcome of the game. Uh. Okay. And I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm never I'm, in that I'm argument because I'm to the extent where like, if I'm playing something, I do I, like, I want to win. I don't not want to win. <laughs> okay. Well, you just said a couple of sentences ago that you weren't competitive. Uh, and, and cause you didn't care about the outcome of the game. And then I just said that you, you do want to win when you're but playing. I don't like, I guess like my level of competitiveness is not to the level of people who I would consider are competitive. Because, like, you know, I remember GSP. This is a scrap 
podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode 26. You can skip to 27 if you want to. Um, but like. Tell them how we're in. GPS, GSP, Governor Scholar Program. And um, we were playing football. And it's a lot of white kids at this smart thing, right? So like we had slap boxing competitions. I smacked the shit out of everybody. Every, every, I beat up everybody. It was beautiful. Um, but then we were also playing football and I was dusting everybody. I'm like killing everybody to the point where they went to get some white dude that I guess is like ranked, right? To like guard me. And when I tell you, Brandon, this motherfucker was so overzealous. Like he was just like breaking down, like breaking, turning his hips, just doing the, like jamming me off of like the five yard line. I'm like, bro. We literally have on our lanyards, just like our school lanyards. Like, I'm not even, this is that serious right now. Are you serious? And I, like, noticeably stopped being competitive. Like, I slowed down. I was like, all right. I I wasn't running as fast. I wasn't, like, trying to catch nothing. And he said, come on. Like, he, he got so frustrated that he just, he, like, yelled in my face, come on. Like, come on. Like, give me something to compete against. And I'm like, bro, you are completely bent out of shape for this this like does not matter so that's what i'll say that's why i'll be like like i'm not i'm not dude i'm not him so what happened for your basketball your basketball friends um they uh for the past three weeks brandon i've been doing a very good job like better than i've normally been doing in pickup games um and my game is unorthodox you know i don't play organized ball or haven't played organized ball so um I'm just skilled at doing whatever it is the fuck that I do. And it pisses good basketball players off, quote unquote, good basketballs, right? The people who are averaging points or like the steady offensive players. Um, it makes them mad, right? That this goofy, unorthodox um, guy is like doing well. So like um, the past three weeks <laughs> I have been killing. And this week when we hooped, they were so satisfied the first game I, th- I think i missed every shot that i put up and they were just so satisfied they were like shaking their head audibly laughing at me like um talking having side conversations like i don't get it like and then somebody yell, you know you was talking so much shit last week i was like last week my shot was hitting <laughs> this shit this week i'm not talking shit but you the fact to, that you talk shit is a is a great example of how you're competitive i wasn't talking shit brandon they they um they felt like i've played basketball with you if you weren't talking shit you weren't playing basketball like who do you think i am who do you think i am the people the person that you cast me to be if podcasters were listening they would be like, Lance is completely opposite. He is not Mr. Spread Love. He is Mr. Spread Hate. He is not Mr. Humble. He is Mr. Cocky. He is not Mr. And I'm just like, just trying to exist in my confidence and exist in my like. Is it the same group of people that I've played with you with in Louisville? Yes, but not the same characters. I mean, but is it in the same gym even? No. It's a different gym. That gym doesn't open up till May. I don't know. I just, I guess I've, or, I've never been on a basketball court with you. I've never played basketball with you. I've never seen you play basketball and you not talk. And if you're talking, you're talking shit. You're not like directing traffic. You're not like. What like, is your ver- definition of talking shit? Like I'm, I'm like dribbling the ball, like 
oh yeah y'all about to get this thunder here comes the thunder and then she here's an example crash does do would you say justin talk shit during basketball no he doesn't say anything exactly why do you think i talk shit because i'm like arguing a call or like calling a foul I'll argue calls, I call fouls, but I am not nowhere near as confident in my skills enough to be like talking shit to somebody before I'm like You're very time. you're very vocal if you're doing well. That feels like shit talking to the person that's guarding you or to the other team in general. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And if I'm doing well then I'm probably am shit shit talking. But I'm saying it's so infrequent. <laughs> It's like I don't do well so much that you just said you've I done very well recently, and that's why these guys are you're beefing with these guys. All right, because they're because they were because because you're valid. talking shit. All valid. They wanted me to. They were satisfied that that I was not doing well this week, but um, I picked up like I called first, so I got to pick up the team, and they did not run my team off the floor. Like one of my players quit, and I said I quit. And that's what ended our streak. Nice. That's a good way of going out. It's a great way. So next week, they're going to be even more pissed, even more coming from my head. And uh, I think I'm going to take a nap and shoot some shots before, like, the days leading up. I think I'm going to try to, like, work out, give them a what's for. Just all screams competitive, but – uh. You talk about what people hear. It's like all they all they hear you say is one thing, and then evidence for the other. <laughs> uh, welcome to a poet's podcast. Um, what is that? Uh, no, actually, I, I have nothing. I really wanted to tell you. I mean, honestly, this was hard enough to get together for us to get uh, this this first Zoom. Uh, and uh, I was going to say we should just like jump on for 30 minutes. I almost told you to talk to record by yourself and just tell people we we not recording today. But um, instead, people got a chance to hear us uh, just basically catch up and have a conversation and, and do a lot of stuff that we say we don't like doing on this podcast. Or I say I don't like doing. I don't want to hear a speaker talk about like, like the semantics and all this other bullshit. I, I'd rather talk about topics, but, you know. We gotta get on the ones and twos and talk about what's what's, what's going on. It's or a marathon. Just each other. It's a, it's a marathon. It's not yeah. a sprint. So there are um in the body of the Podical Sons podcast audio, you all have probably laughed, you've probably cried, and you've probably been bored as shit. Yeah, I have one thing though. Is there any I'm asking you because of your uh roots. Oh, that's a, a pun. You'll find out soon. Um is there anything in African culture that everyone in, in American society can get behind like they've gotten behind Cinco de Mayo? Mm. Well, first of all, Cinco de Mayo is a, I feel like that's a, is that a Mexican? Like Hispanic. Is, it a, is that a well, Latino? Yes. That's a Latino yeah. holiday? Mm-hmm. It's not manufactured by the United States? Um, no, okay. I, I know you want it, we like it to be. Um, yeah, no, Africa is a big place with, I mean, it was manufactured, it was manufactured by Mexico. Does that make it like, I mean, Mexico is Mexicans, United States. Yeah. But, um, like single de Mayo is a, 
is a Spanish speaking thing, right? So like you know, when we talk about Africa, we're talking about many continents. We're talking about many or not continents, many countries, many ethnicities, many uh backgrounds and like traditions, cultural traditions, right? While um all Spanish speaking folk can kind of rally around Cinco de Mayo, no, there is no uh, purely African that you can call African holiday that you can rally around. I don't know if it is something that all Spanish speaking people can get behind. Hmm. I believe it's it's specific. Yeah, it's specifically about uh, Mexico's victory over France. In a okay. in a in two a war. Colonial, two colonial powers. The 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 world we live in celebrates Europeans. Uh, victories and defeats. So, um, Cinco de Mayo is just that. That I uh, I I wasn't asking. I wasn't asking your opinion on that. I was asking you, based on your knowledge in African culture, is there any African holiday that Americans can get behind the way they've gotten behind Cinco de Mayo? I'm telling you, because it's European, there are no African or indigenous celebrations that Europeans get behind. Americans, Spaniards, French, British, don't matter. If it's African, it's savage. So we're not about to celebrate. So no, the answer, the short answer is no. Cool. I probably should have gave you a heads up that it was more like a uh, give me something. And it was retort like more of like a, not less of a, less of a, depressing but like oh this is a cool holiday <laughs> in africa that maybe i could see us doing but uh maybe let's just take it as a sign to wrap up as i'm on my hot spot you're saying is there a holiday yeah ramadan. i was no 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 i was i was saying ramadan. and ramadan is 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 muslim yeah but a lot of the continent is muslim in africa so you can count that one can't not in the situation that I was setting definitely, up. We should definitely get behind Ramadan, you know, like fasting and just or just sacrificing something. I tried for like the first three days, then it just didn't work. It wasn't even three days; it was like two, maybe. One. I, I have a I have an issue speaking about it because one of the, um, what is the thing? Pillars. One of the pillars of fasting is, uh. For it to be personal and like not to talk about it and they talk about the fact that it's like in the bible about uh, in the quran about like not being boastful about the fasting and like it just being an understood thing that is done so i remember i i remember when i was in new york 2014 i was trying to fast and i was i was practicing ramadan with uh like at the same time as as people were fasting and i was just talking all about it and stuff. And then um, I think it was a Jewish friend of mine pulled me over. I was like, hey, by the way, this is, if you're not finding results from this thing, it's kind of the practice is a, a total, a, a total, 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 totalitarian yeah, concept where like all things need to be working in conjunction for it to give the 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 spiritual benefit as well as whatever other benefit comes from the 
abstaining from food during that time period. So, Don't so yeah, that's why that's why I've been. So that's why it's been weird, very weird for me because every time I want to fast like that, it's like mm, don't wanna, can't tell people. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> like also, like it's not an easy thing to do in quiet when you have a family. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like, oh, what are you over there doing? Nothing on purpose. Right, I'm, right, right. I'm I'm praying silently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not eating. I'm not eating. But I've always had issues with that because every time I try to fast and, and do it for a spiritual purpose, it's just too many people know about it for it to be effective. I think. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's probably why I didn't last long at Ramadan because I announced the shit on Twitter. For real. Hey y'all, I'm with you. And by the way, who who fast and said anything back? Nobody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think nobody so. liked it. Especially nobody Muslim. They were, they were like, shh. Mm-hmm. Look at this motherfucker. Look at look at him. Look at him. We got, hey, hey, we got, like, we got, a, they were hungry in between prayers. We got another one. Look, look at this. They just got, they, they got Ramadan in the, in the feed, just like trending Ramadan. Like mm-hmm. they're just searching Ramadan tweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, which one of these motherfuckers talk about it? Oh man. Anyways, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, mom's coming down here. We bought her. Uh, speaking of Mother's Day, we bought her um, a plane ticket down here to spend a week with us for Mother's Day. It's not this weekend, or it's not this week. I think it's next week. But it was a Mother's Day gift, so she's gonna be coming down. We, we're saying we're here at the apartment, but on Sunday we move into Airbnb that we'll be at for the rest of this time. Three weeks here, just to, before we get off here, let everybody know what's going on for me. Um, Michelle and I are working two full-time jobs. It's uh, very difficult. Uh, we do not have a babysitter, but we have a child who needs tending to and doing work while he's sleeping the one time a day. Now it's one nap a day. And when he's sleeping and, and at night makes it so we get very little work done and it's very busy all the time. So Carter's great with, uh, Grammy Pam, his, uh, Michelle's mom. Uh, so she's a- actually able to help babysit and help and watch so he's hanging out with her a lot while we're trying to get stuff done and work's picking up for her even more and so we're here for the month of may then we're driving back up to louisville with michelle's mom they have an airbnb her family have an airbnb for the rest of the summer and then in august carter starts daycare and everyone can go back to their regularly scheduled lives and uh hopefully that doesn't mean give more work or more work and time to people and companies to make them rich. Hopefully at that point in time, there's a balance of our own entrepreneurial ideas. Mountain Black, our Mountain Black Productions is now officially an LLC in Louisville. So I'm going to be uh, starting some groundwork on that as well. But uh, yeah, right now we just need really help, need help with the baby. And it's, uh, it's easy to be here in Florida and um, kind of, reset it's nice to it's nice to reset it's always nice to uh, change up your surroundings it's like don't eat the way same way you do it's kind of like a shock to the system it's like it's like a version of fasting like traveling this time period because like i'm just not 
like taken out of your comfort zone and then forced to adapt. It's just, I just love it. I do it. I can do it all day long. I agree. Haven't, haven't, uh, used to take, you know, yearly, yearly reset trips. I haven't had one in a few years. So would be nice, but good stuff. It helps you, it helps you, uh, deal with inconveniences, which is, I think the, the key to happiness in life. I mean, just rebirth, like having to get used to something else. I feel like that's the constant progression of humanity. Navigating someone else's space other than your own. Mm-hmm. And you kind of like really like the things that you do on a regular, are like more glaring. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like once you do everything on a regular and then everyone in the house is alerted to it. It's like, OK, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Digs in his booty, smells it (laughs) regularly, or just. uh, I think we ignored a a fart from Michelle's dad the other day. That's so great. That's that's like I really just. I want to get to that that point. Flatulence is so funny. Butts are so funny. Bye bye. You're right. this, This yeah. This is a throwaway podcast. Uh, this was uh, this was what's in the, what's a podcast that that you don't want people to listen to? We can say this was an episode of that. Yeah, I just got like videos. I don't want people to find videos that you want people to find. Yeah. Why are you bringing that up? Uh, you said it's like a podcast. Like, what's a podcast that you don't want people to listen to? And it's like, I want people to watch Shakespeare. I don't like or this. Romeo I don't Juliet. like this one bit. I don't like this one bit. We got to come with a rundown next time, guys. Sorry about this, uh, but we love you. And uh, we thank you for listening. And hopefully you've, uh, hopefully you, hopefully you learned something. <laughs> Hopefully, you know what? Hopefully you learned something. We're getting to something. We're actually, actually, now that we're in this dead space of air, we need to figure out when we actually take an actual break. Because this is, feels like one of those was like, oh, maybe we should have just announced the break in the podcast and took and taken one and come back fresh, even in Zoom. Just like, but come back versus like, you know, this FaceTime session that we had. <laughs> exactly what it was. It was like a FaceTime session with restrictions based on the fact that it's a podcast. It's oh like we didn't go down right behind. Um but yeah. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. We didn't even do thoughts and prayers. We had a whole bunch of thoughts and people praying for us after that one. Uh you can stop here and record. Are you kidding? <laughs> you can stop recording.